Words are free to use. It's how you use them that may cost you. (laughs) I'll repeat that. Words are free to use. It's how you use them that may cost you. Welcome to The Real You Guys. My name is Tafar Mafimba and I am your host today. And might I say, I'm incredibly excited to be here with you today. Today we are continuing with the healing of the soul. And today I want to talk about something I perceive to be very, uh, very, very important. Today I want to talk to you guys about the power of words. Now, to somebody, they may be thinking, okay, what is the use of words? Like, what do words have to do with the healing of the soul? But believe it or not, a lot of people are failing to deal with past experiences. A lot of people are failing to see their own value. A lot of people are failing to see a better future. A lot of people are broken. They are broken because of the words that were once spoken to them. It's one area that I've noticed that people often neglect because they don't actually see the value of words. So, you know, when you begin to talk about problems, people want to go and look at the common things the common causes of problems and if you look at the reasons given for most of the problems most people actually want to blame other people for their problems like if you say okay what's wrong with you they'll tell you oh no it's my boyfriend or girlfriend what's wrong with you oh it's my parents what's wrong with you oh it's school what's wrong with you it's this is that it's that but rarely do we look at the cause and effect of what comes out of us going into the world or what we allow to come from the world into us because I can still blame you for what is going on in your life though it may seem like it wasn't your fault I can blame you because you were unable to guard your heart Hmm. there's so much to talk about today There's so, so much to talk about and I'm just trying to see how we can talk about everything. But of late, uh, (laughs) I've been receiving some of these comments from people where they say, no, we feel like you should continue going because you leave us with cliffhangers when it comes to certain topics. So, okay, okay, uh, I hear you guys and I will do my utmost best to, to cover as much as I can today. So if it's too long, you can listen to it in parts, whichever. But I hope I won't be too long. So guard your heart. It's amazing how people have just opened their hearts to anything. People are ready to listen to anybody speak. When people have problems, it's amazing that they want to consult each and every person they want each and every person to contribute to their state 
They want each and every person to contribute to the condition of their heart. If only people really knew the importance of the heart. You know, the Bible says, guard your heart. And it goes on to reveal the reason as to why you should guard your heart. Because all issues of life flow from it. So it says, guard your heart, guard your heart for out of it flow all the issues of life. Mm. The Bible says, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So every single thing that you now perceive to be a reality, it is as a result of words. <laughs> it's as a result of words. You don't believe me? Or is this hard to understand? Look at the very structure of the earth. The earth is a product of words. If you read your Bible, you'll see that in the beginning, there was nothing. And every single thing that was formed from the ground to the water, uh, to the trees, to the, to the fruits, everything that you see around you is a result of words. God spoke carefully. He didn't just put everything into one sentence. He had to, I believe, I believe he had to think every time he spoke, which is why the world wasn't made in one day, but it was made in seven days. Because in each day, he had a structure of words that he had assigned to himself, if I should put it like that. He knew that in day one, these are the words that I'm going to speak. Day two, these are the words I'm going to speak. Day three, up to day seven. But sometimes it's almost like we have no organization whatsoever when we begin to speak. It's almost like we speak anyhow. Our words are just everywhere. You know, sometimes I like to look at words like a gun. You know, there are different types of guns. There are guns that uh, when you fire the gun, when you pull the trigger, only one bullet comes out. And then there are certain guns that when you fire them, they can fire up to 18 bullets per second. Can you imagine? Those are the kind of guns I like to relate to words. Like if you don't control your words, you can be unstable. You can be as unstable as a gun that can release that amount of bullets in a second. And you don't know what you're hitting. You're just hoping. You're just hoping that it touches something. So... It's one of those things that I really try to be careful about when it comes to words. Because the guarantee is there that when you speak, something happens. <laughs> okay, somebody will be saying, okay, Tafara, you've told us about how God made the world and he used his words, right? 
So, but I personally believe that the word of God is more powerful than the word of a man. Ah, <laughs> I tend to disagree. Because if you then open your Bible, the word then says that, this is in Genesis 1 verse 26, it then says that, let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness. And God goes on to talk about dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, be fruitful and multiply, all these declarations. But, okay, first of all, I want you to realize that we are a product of words. So you can't say that what we speak means nothing, but yet we are a product of words. It's like telling me I'm not a human being, but yet I'm a product of human beings. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, you see? If you were birthed by human beings, when you're born, you're born a human being. A human being is not going to give birth to a dog or a cow. You're a human being. So likewise, when you are a product of words, you have to realize that what you are, number one, is when somebody looks at you, they have to see a statement on you. Your very existence is the word itself. Remember, Jesus came on earth and he was the word. So your very existence in itself is a word, is a statement. When somebody looks at you, they have to see what the word has produced physically. Right? Ooh. And then secondly, you also have to understand that your words are not physical things. Your words are spiritual things. Because those same words actually formed the spirit man. They didn't form the physical man. They formed the spirit man. And this is what you can, for lack of a better term, what you'd call your, your intangible self. The part that you can't see, but you know is a part of you. And you know that your body is made up of, uh, uh, of the spirit, the soul, and the body. And the soul is merely the result of the spirit and the body coming together. Remember when Adam was placed in the body. The Bible then says, and man became a living soul. Mm. So it's very important to understand that you are a product of words, number one. So you in itself are a walking statement. But number two, you're also a spirit. Part of your whole being is a spirit, right? And that part of you is the part that's activated whenever you speak words. Whenever you speak is that part of you that has come from God that is declaring something. So remember that part of you that comes from God has the same power that created the earth, the heavens, the skies, the seas, everything. And I know some of you are still lost right now because I said only the spirit man is the product of words. And yes, read Genesis 2 verse 7. You'll see that 
the physical man was formed from the dust of the ground. The physical man is as a result of being physically taken from the ground and that man becomes a man, <laughs> becomes a physical man. Sorry for the, for the bad explanation. But here's the important thing now. Why the need for a physical man? Why the need for a physical man? Why not just remain the word? There's a more theological example to this, which is the fact that, uh, you know, spirits can't, can't operate in the world and all that. No, 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 no. But I don't want to focus on that. I believe that Whenever a word is spoken, the word has to land on something so that it can be of effect. When you speak something, it has to land somewhere. Hmm. That's really powerful. When you speak, your words have to land somewhere. So in this case, the words that, has had, that had been spoken by God were put into the physical man and then man became a living soul so essentially these words created a life these words created something living so you have to understand that your words when they're used correctly can create a lifestyle for you your current experience of what life is is based on how many words you're releasing into the atmosphere. What is your reaction when something is not going in your desired direction? Do you complain? Do you lose hope? Do you say, I'm not enough? Do you say it's over? Do you say it's better to be dead? Or you say that, you know what? Things may be like this, but I know that all things are going to work for my good. I know that I'm fine. I know that I'm prosperous. It doesn't matter if you don't have money in your pocket. You say, no, I'm prosperous. It doesn't matter if, if you haven't gotten that place in university. You can stand up and you say, the plan of God, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Is that your confession when you're going through something? Or do you merely agree with the circumstances? You know, the Bible also says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, that for we walk by faith and not by sight. And if you look up the definition of those words, for we walk by faith and not by sight, the word faith refers to the truthfulness of God and the word sight refers to appearance. So we walk by the truthfulness of God and not by appearance. So what we're moving it with, what we're walking with is the words that are spoken by God to us. <laughs> wow for me i just find that incredibly amazing i find it incredibly amazing if only you realize that your words have the power to change your situation whatever your experience is the words that you speak can change that experience you know i remember a certain 
uh, a certain guy was complaining to Rodney and he was saying, oh, you know, uh, my girlfriend uh, is not loyal. My girlfriend, well, is not faithful. My girlfriend does this. My girlfriend does that. And Rodney just listened to him during that day and he didn't say much. And then the other day, Rodney saw a post made by this certain person. And in this post, he had, uh, he said, this is my broad, as in B-R-O-A-D. And you know, the word broad means promiscuous woman. It means prostitute. And you know what Rodney said? He said, I don't ever want to hear you complaining about your girlfriend's behavior ever again. Because instead of trying to make her better, you solidify that character within her. By calling her abroad, you're agreeing with her actions. So why should I even give you advice? Change the way you talk, then you come back to me. <laughs> How many of you guys can do that with your friends? Can you be that honest with people around you? Just tell them, no, your confession is wrong. When people say things are not okay in the country, you know, I come from Zimbabwe and uh, there's so much economic instability. And you can choose to every day be complaining with everybody or you can choose to stand in positivity. You know, what we perceive to be economic problems are just simply individual problems reflected on a larger scale. If you want to see what's wrong with an economy or a country, look at the people within it. Because the economy simply reacts to the decisions made by the individuals in it. So if you want to change a country, change the people, change their behavior. You don't complain. Your economy is already complaining and you're agreeing by complaining with it. And that's the problem with Africans. We complain about everything. No one wants to give solutions. But when it comes to complaining... <laughs> oh, wow. So, so much to talk about. Change the way you talk. Change your confession. You know, I found something very interesting the other day when I was reading my Bible. Uh, when God took Eve out of uh, out of Adam. When God took the rib and formed Eve, you know, the first words that Adam said were bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. <laughs> With the naked eye, you might just simply say he was just acknowledging the fact that she looked like him. 
But what you don't realize was that those words were words of affirmation. Because Adam was made in the image of God and the woman had been made in the image of a man. So when he said bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, he was also acknowledging her. He was giving her a compliment that you look like God. And this is something I also don't understand about men. Men cannot compliment their women. You see her walking in front of you and she's done her makeup. She's worn a beautiful dress and she's just walking around. She's not saying anything, but she's making sure that you see her and she's waiting for those words of affirmation, but you can't say anything. The confidence of a woman comes from the words that she hears. It's either you are saying nothing or you're saying the wrong thing. <laughs> I can keep going on and on trying to show you the importance of words. Words are very important. They are very, very, very important. <sighs> you know, if you look at the earth... The earth is similar to a human being because the earth is give or take 60% water and 40% uh, land. And if you look at a human being, a human being is made up of 60% water, 40% land. And the same way the earth has people walking on it fish swimming in the sea is the same way the human body is like. You find that there are living organisms in our bodies that swim within us. The same way the earth is made is the same way humans are made. But you know, the interesting thing about the earth is that you plant a seed and you place it in the ground. And you begin to water that seed. You water that seed, water that seed, water that seed. You begin to see something coming out, breaking forth from the ground. And you call that thing a plant. You call that thing a tree whatever it is that you've planted. But I would want to show you something in relation to human beings. When you look at the human being in the sense of the earth, you have to realize that there are certain things that have been placed inside you by God gifts, talents, things that are within you, inside of you, and are in seed form. <laughs> in seed form. Things that you've never realized. Maybe because your ground is surrounded by thorns, maybe you've got the wrong people in your life. And the seed is frustrated and it cannot come out. 
it cannot break forth because it's not being fed what it needs to come out. But notice what a seed requires for it to grow. It needs good soil. It needs good soil. And I would define the good soil as a good heart. Remember from the heart, the issues of life flow out. So you need to check the condition of your heart. The condition of your heart will determine how much of yourself manifests into the world, right? And then the water that is then put on the seed. Now, this is the word. The words that are spoken to you play a major part on how the seed begins to manifest. The word of God being the most important word that any seed needs to grow. But number two, the words of your company. What are people that are around you saying? Are they encouraging you? Are they changing your environment to be a more comfortable place? Because you know that when water goes into the ground, the, the soil becomes softer. The texture changes by reason of having soil on it. By reason of having water on it. So you find that the more good words you hear, the better your soil becomes. And you begin to see different things springing forth from within you. Gifts that you never knew you had begin to come out of you. I've had certain friends who had talents that they had, but they were never confident in them. And they never even knew that these were talents that they had. Until people around them began to say, but how come you've never tried this? You seem to be so good at cooking. Why don't you pursue uh, culinary arts? How come you're so good at doing your own makeup? Why don't you become a makeup artist? You're so good at dealing with people. Why don't you become a businessman? But yet to you, it's just something that you perceive to be something that you're doing on a daily basis. But you need somebody that is not you, to speak a word into you, to activate that seed that is within you and then it becomes a realization to you that this is my gift, this is my talent. And uh, it's taken me this long to actually get to my topic, <laughs> which is healing of the soul. I've shown you all the positive things that words can do in your life and I've shown you the benefit of making sure that the right words are spoken to you but I also understand that there are some people that are stuttering they're staggering they're scared they're trembling they don't know what to do they're lost because somebody out there came to their ground, to their heart and began to pour acid on that ground and 
you being as gullible as trusting you allowed that acid to get into contact with your soil to get into contact with your heart and now you've lost all the confidence in the world in yourself your environment is unbearable it's unlivable you don't know what to do you're thinking is it worth it being alive or should i just die what is the point of life maybe i should give up on my dreams and maybe i should just go and get a job maybe if you're in a job you're just saying i can't get promoted you're bleeding your heart is bleeding your heart is bleeding and your heart is the biggest component of your soul that soul is broken the way you react to situations is not normal you think that what happened maybe to people around you in your family is also going to happen to you <sighs> you know you begin to realize the importance of words when you read revelations 3 verse 20 you begin to realize the importance of keeping your heart and in revelation 3 verse 20 it says behold i stand at the door this is jesus saying behold i stand at the door and you ask him why are you standing at the door jesus behold i'm standing at the door and this is the reason he says behold i stand at the door and i knock he's knocking if any man hear my voice and open the door i will come in to him not into his house into him and sup with him and he with me this is a god that has the right to enter into our lives as he please the most powerful being yet this being is asking for permission to come into you because he knows how important it is to guard your heart but yet you don't have that same vigilance you actually leave your door open you don't realize that once you leave the door to the heart open there's so many other channels you open up and when you enter a house you say you may enter the house through one door but once you enter the house the house could have 16 doors so you find that one moment 
that you allowed a person into your heart and he or she spoke a negative word into your life. It affected your career. It affected your relationship with other people and with God. It affected your children. Just one, one door that you left open. The door, the key to your heart. It's a shame. This is just advice from me, guys. I have had times where I've opened up my heart to the wrong people. Whether they were friends, whether it was uh, relationships. Sometimes I even opened up my heart to a wrong TV program. And I realized that it corrupted every single fiber within me. It affected everything in me. One door. Some of the issues you have right now, you think it's a pornography problem. You think it's a relationship problem. You think it's a job problem. You think it's your working environment. But yet, it's something that has penetrated the environment of your heart. So guys, I just want to advise you to consider the words that you speak and the words that are spoken to you. And you consider guarding your heart. And I'll see you next time.